0: The Tea Biz Podcast delivers tea news that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. The Tea Biz Podcast and blog connect you directly to experts in the tea lands. Listen as their voices reveal the news, innovations, cultural insights, and consumer trends that most impact the industry. Paired with Tea Journey, a digital magazine for tea enthusiasts, the Tea Biz Portal is a global resource for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Sustainable practices are correlated to brand loyalty. Age and income influence consumer loyalty. Healthy brand attributes help. J.D. Peets will halt sales of its best-known tea brands in Russia. And the UN Global Peace Council honors Women's Serve founder Naoma Nerissa Sadler. Plus, the recently concluded International Plantations Sustainability Summit hosted by the world of Haley's in Colombo, Sri Lanka last week, encouraged tea professionals to visualize reimagined, redesigned, and resilient large-scale tea plantations in Sri Lanka and beyond. Forum attendees at the invitation of Haley's Managing Director, Dr. Roshan Rajaduri, forge new pathways for collaboration and integration of sustainable development goals in modern plantation strategies. More in a minute, but first this important message.
1: What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Talawakili, Boga-Wanthalawa, Harana, and Elipdia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka.
0: Sustainable practices and ethical sourcing top the list of consumer trends. Health and wellness rank third among the top five, according to market researcher, market research. As environmental concerns continue to gain prominence, consumers are becoming more conscious of their impact on the planet. This shift in consumer behavior has led to a rise in the demand for sustainable and eco friendly products, according to market research firm Global Data. In the report titled Impact of Ethics and Sustainability on Brand Loyalty Consumer Survey Insights, a wide array of forward-thinking consumer goods companies are implementing sustainable practices and adopting ethical sourcing strategies. Quote, there is a correlation between consumers' levels of brand loyalty and a brand's commitment to ethical and sustainability of matters. End quote. The report's authors explain. Quote, however, Inflationary pressures and the rising cost of living may weaken brand loyalty as consumers are further incentivized to switch to cheaper alternatives, end quote, reads the report. The influence of ethics and sustainability on brand loyalty have age gaps, decreasing in mature age groups. Younger consumers are more likely to exert brand loyalty to products and services that are ethical and sustainable. Quote, higher incomes are more able to pursue loyalty, end quote, but for brands that support social and human rights matters, brand loyalty does not seem to be income-level dependent, end quote. Products such as tea that cater to individual well being and address specific health concerns also contribute to brand loyalty. Quote, According to global data, in recent years, health and wellness have become paramount for consumers seeking to lead a balanced lifestyle. End quote. The importance of wellness impacts a broad range of product categories, including beauty, pet products, food and beverage and Household Care, writes Global Data. The report's authors suggest brands adopt sustainability and ethical sourcing to generate brand loyalty amongst consumers. Business Insight The top five consumer trends are sustainable practices and ethical sourcing, digital transformation and e-commerce dominance, the health and wellness revolution. Number four is personalization and customization. And number five, the rise of influencer marketing. The Netherlands-based maker of 50 popular tea and coffee brands will market only local brands in Russia after the first of the year, according to Reuters. During a July earnings call, JDE CEO Fabian Simon explained to investors that if the company abandoned its business operations, quote, we would risk our assets and our intellectual properties would be nationalized by the Russian state or given to third parties in Russia, end quote. Reuters writes that analysts consider transitioning to local-only brands a logical move. Quote, they don't want to damage their international brand portfolio profile, writes Barclays. End quote. The sale of coffee and tea, considered as central foods, fully complies with sanctions. The company has an ethical responsibility to its employees worldwide, including in Russia, where it employs more than 900 workers at manufacturing facilities in St. Petersburg J.D.E. Pete's best-known brands include Pickwick Tea, Mighty Leaf Tea, Pete's Coffee, Loor Coffee, Javalia Coffee, Tassimo, and Dewey Egberts. The company's teas and coffees are sold in a 100 markets in three tiers, local, regional, and global. Business Insight Moscow last month took control of Francis Danone Essential Dairy and Plant Based Subsidiary after seizing the Carlsberg Beer Company's stake in a major brewery. Hundreds of European tea suppliers have pulled out of the Russian market, along with global brands Starbucks, Coca Cola, and PepsiCo. Ekaterra, recently rebranded as Lipton Teas and Infusions, closed its tea-packing factory in St. Petersburg in 2022. The exodus has not led to shortages, as Western brands account for only 6% of total sales. The price of imported tea has increased by about 10% due to increased logistics and packaging costs. Naoma Narissa Sadler, a traditional medicinals goodwill ambassador, received an honorary doctorate from the United States International University in ceremonies in Istanbul, Turkey, on July 30th. In 2006, Sadler founded the Women Serve Organization in Rajasthan, India. The nonprofit seeks to unlock the potential of women and girls by increasing access to water, education, health, hygiene, and economic empowerment, according to a company press release. Growing up, Sadler did not receive a formal education. During the past 20 years, she has worked in underserved supply communities on behalf of traditional medicinals, which sources organic medicinal plants from 43 countries. She witnessed firsthand that the world's supply of food and medicine is dependent upon the labor of uneducated women. Dr. Lata Sharish, head of Institutional Partnership, Corporate Communications, and the Knowledge Resource Center of the Ministry of Corporate Affairs, India, nominated Sadler. She was cited for her unwavering determination, compassion, and commitment to the women and girls of Rajasthan, which resulted in programs supporting education, economic opportunity, and local infrastructure. Therese said that Sadler, quote, is a perfect spokesperson for women and girls worldwide who have been denied access to education and skills development. Her dedication and compassion supporting Women and girls of Western Rajasthan are truly remarkable and deserving of recognition. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices for sale thirty.
1: India tea price report for sale thirty, the week ending twenty nine July twenty twenty three. This week there were eighteen thousand two hundred seven tons of tea in offer with cumulative. Sale volume of 67% and an average price of 182 rupees a kilo. Uh, so, about 2,876 tons sold for above 200 rupees a kilo. About 200, 2,885 tons sold for just under 200 rupees a kilo. But the bulk of it, which is about 4,000 tons of CTC, sold for under 150 rupees a kilo. Overall, sale 30 was similar to the previous week. Kolkata continued to see good demand for orthodox tea, fetching an average price of 227 rupees a kilo. Darjeeling saw good demand, although prices fell by about 80 rupees from last week, although sale volumes improved this week. Guwahati saw good demand for both leaf and dust, similar to the last two weeks, where Hindustan Unilever was active for both tea grades and major blenders were active for dust. In the south, the overall sale volume was 58%. With average prices of 107 rupees a kilo, Kochi saw good demand for CTC leave this week, and Kunur saw sale volumes of just above half. Nearly 90 percent of the tea on offer sold for under Rs. 100 rupees a kilo, and less than one percent sold for above Rs. 150 rupees a kilo. In weather, this light to moderate rain predicted in Dageeling, Guri, uh, some rain likely in Assam as well. There's a deep depression in the Bay of Bengal, which is likely to cause heavy rainfall in parts of the northeast, but the state that's likely to be worst hit is Odisha. The IMD has also reported that August will see below-normal rainfall across the country.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the brewmaker one. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple to operate smartphone control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy that's because i engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature brewing time and quantity using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently recently concluded international plantation sustainability summit hosted by the world of haley's in colombo Sri Lanka. Offered a day long forum encouraging tea professionals to visualize, reimagine, redesign, and resilient large scale tea plantations in Sri Lanka and beyond. Forum attendees, at the invitation of Haley's Managing Director, Dr. Roshan Rajaduri, forged new pathways for collaboration and integration of sustainable development goals into modern plantation strategies. Anya Rudergamji, the general manager of human relations and corporate sustainability at Kilani Valley Plantations, spent the past two years identifying ways to integrate the biosphere, geosphere, social, and economic elements of sustainable tea. Participants drawn from government to academia, NGOs, and research institutes met in pre-summit workshops to identify the unique sustainable factors that define the long-term solutions for current challenges. And Runa joins us today following the successful event. He reports that climate change was top of mind. Climate
2: change poses a significant threat to agriculture production. By the end of the century, yields are projected to decline by almost a quarter. The global issue affects various aspects of our lives and livelihoods. With the increase in world population, climate change is impacting agricultural land and food production at an alarming rate. Extreme weather events have adversely affected everyone involved in the production life cycle worldwide. Future climate prediction indicate a significant rise in temperature and erratic rainfall patterns.
0: So what can be done?
2: In response to these challenges, it's crucial to optimize climate-smart and resilient agriculture practices and technologies for sustainable productivity. In the face of the complex global landscape, it is evident that the plantation sector has a significant contributor to the Sri Lanka's economy in terms of GDP, foreign exchange earnings and employment, cannot afford to ignore or make excuses about implementing ESG framework that is environment, social, economic and governance. These strategies are crucial in turning challenges into opportunities in the constantly evolving and uncertain global markets. We aim to address the existing gaps in knowledge management Concerning WESG and sustainability within the industry. We as, well as Plantations, our focus is on integrating universal best practices into our sustainability efforts, specifically emphasizing knowledge value creation. To achieve this, we require strategies to implement data-driven sustainability, enabling more practical and comprehensive decision making. Additionally, we are exploring sustainable financing approaches, considering the key resources available in our operational landscape. Moreover, we seek to incorporate sustainable concepts like the circular green economy into our plantation business philosophy. These areas have been identified as significant topics for panel discussions on the summit day, which was concluded on 21st July at Colombo. We recognize that transforming the industry requires collective effort. That's why we as Haley's Plantations taken the initiative to organize the first-ever International Plantation Sustainable Summit towards sustainable, ethical, and equitable, well-sharing plantation management model. That is how we believe a sustainable tea industry will benefit Sri Lanka.
0: As the architect at the summit, Haley's Plantation Managing Director Dr. Roshan Rajaduri sees what he called quote a unique opportunity to bring together stakeholders to share best practices and drive long-term change, end quote. Are you more hopeful after seeing your vision realized?
3: I see a very bright future because the industry has changed irrevocably that we have to understand. And after 150 years, we have adequate experience and expertise how to chart our own future. The dynamics, the centre of gravity has obviously shifted to the smallholder sector who cultivate about 65% of our tea land and produce 70% of the tea. And the corporate sector, we cultivate about 25% and produce about, sorry, 30% and produce 25% of the national crop. Of course, we act as intermediaries because we take in the smallholders, leaf and manufacture, so we are an important stakeholder the corporate sector who produce the tea, who grow the tea, and who host 1 million resident population within our estates.
0: Where are the new black tea markets, those that are untapped in your view, the places where Sri Lanka could regain its traditional share of the global export market? I
3: I still personally feel that our biggest potential markets are in the North American continent than in the European continent and the Arab Peninsula because they have the buying power. They can buy at a higher premium and they are because of the rising income levels and accessibility to generally accessible to information and knowledge, they can discern what is good for them in terms of taste, quality, availability, origin and health benefits. Because everyone is now at a different and higher level of education and awareness, so those are the markets that we have to target. Because the emerging countries like in the Africa, probably they are not very comfortable or they are not exposed to the tea culture, because they are more coffee culture oriented.
0: Sri Lanka is committed to producing tea sustainably, in traditional broken leaf grades. In talking with growers, however. I witness growing enthusiasm for experimenting with tea styles and processing techniques.
3: Yes, of course, by necessity and because of the changing market preferences, Sri Lankan tea industry has adapted. And of course, I must confess that we are not doing 100% of our production into innovative or specialties or niche market production, as you say. But there is a trend, more and more people are. Uh, making tea to suit a particular segment or particular market, and that has taken uh, really a giant leap forward. In fact, when you go for exhibitions, people look for specialities because ordinary, traditional, conventional teas available all over the world. And I think we have very, ni- very <laughs> uh, timely adjusted ourselves to that kind of a demand. And there are many more new players, innovative, specialty, tea, and particularly targeting at segmental niches. And producing those teas for those markets. So it's not something new. We've done it in the past, but now, because of the information access and with the internet, we have access to customer customer preferences, there are other how shall say demographic profiles and demographic patterns.
0: When it comes to consumers, taste still thrives, right?
3: Yes, so I think there is a reversion to old traditional tea taste because one thing that sort of accelerated that turn around or u-turn is probably the people became aware of the health benefits of tea during this covid it got a lot of traction as a calming and soothing beverage and also with the added advantage of it being a very beneficial healthy green drink that will supplement their sort of antibodies and health benefits so I think that that is, a, as I told you, these are the areas that we have to pursue in broadening and deepening our market.
0: Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and T-experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.
1: Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.